This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. Welcome to this week's episode of Smooth Operator. So glad to have you with us. We are, I'm geeking out as always, guys. You know me, my Friday episodes when I bring my guest experts in. Man, I've been geeking out on this one for a while because if this is such a cool topic we're going to go into and it 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 harkens back to a lesson that I got from my coach several years ago and it's really changed my life where he told me, if you want to look at, if you look at someone successful, you're going to find someone with rock solid habits and routines. It's about establishing those habits and routines that are going to give us that foundational, uh, all, all the foundational things that we need to be successful, that give us momentum, that give us stability, that allow us to operate from abundance at all times. So I got a very special guest with me today. I got Blaine Elkers. He's the founder of Selffluence and America's only, only chief results officer. So I'm so happy to have you on the show, Blaine. Thank, thanks for joining me. Hey, Adam, thank you so much for having me on. And, uh, you know, it is a privilege and a pleasure to be on with the chief of operations. Uh, and so I've, uh, I, you know, I've listened to the podcast, love the podcast. And I, I, I like you, uh, think that the, the drama's in the details and, and the operations and the systems. And for your own life and success, yeah, habits and the use of your time, you know, that's kind of what life is made up of. So, so I'm excited to share today and hopefully can bring some value to the listeners. Absolutely. So cool. So I want to let's just dive straight in. We were geeking out on Cialdini a little bit before we, we hit record here because we both we come from that background and, and some of those uh, unique things that we all that we all share. So if you haven't picked up Cialdini yet, I, I said it for multiple episodes, pick up a copy of your book. Apparently, there's a brand new one, a new version with a seventh one. So now I have some homework on my own. I got to record <laughs> another episode of the podcast. But hey, that's all, all good problems to have. So let's dive in straight to you're a self-professed habit master and you have this documented streak of so many days in a row and counting of of having these habits. I'd love to hear more about that, Blaine. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I looked it up. T today is day uh, 1,692 uh, days in a row that I've kept uh, a couple of habits. And, you know, um, I, I love Cialdini and his ability to teach you about influence, right? How to influence other people, how to get them to say yes, uh, you know, ethically, of course. But what's also interesting is that you have that same power with yourself, and so back in 2009, I started a company called Selffluence, which is kind of the art and science of influencing yourself. But I also say it's the power you already have to influence yourself. So you don't need anything new. You know, the, the software that you have up in the brain, uh, you know, uh, is, is all you need, uh, you know, to really move your life forward. And, and one of the things, you know, you kind of, you are what you do uh, repeatedly over time kind of creates the framework of your life. So this concept of, of habits, you know, we, we kind of are the summation of all those things that we do. And so one of the bedrocks of how things are going to turn out for you is going to be, what are your habits, right? And, and what is that thing that you're doing over and over and over? And the habit 
when something becomes a habit, you know, it's it, it doesn't typically take any willpower uh, and it runs automatically. And, and some habits can be, um, I, I like to call them results machines, because once you turn them on, they tend to keep you moving forward. And, and what is going to help you in life is progress. I often talk about it's like going from point A to point B. But if you're moving towards your point B, that thing that you, you want to bring about in your life, that's going to feel good. And you're going to win uh, what I call the battle of the brain chemicals every day, whether you feel good, where you have the energy and, and all those things. And a lot of that is based on these results machines, like um, the habit of planning your day. I, I never let a day end without planning the next one. So next day planning, you know, if you turn that habit on and make that happen every single day, you're going to be more successful because you're going to live more of your life. Um, you're less distractible. You're, you're less uh, susceptible to shiny objects when you kind of have a plan, you, you know, so, so that's, that's one example. But let's talk about habits. And so I have a framework that uh, that I discovered. I'll, I'll tell you the story of how I discovered it. But I have something. It's called 21 Second Habits. And that's how to create a new habit in 21 seconds, not 21 days. So if somebody told you it takes 21 days to create a new habit, I'm sorry, they lied to you. Sorry for that. Now, scientifically, uh, the wiring for a new habit does begin to happen in about 21 days. But actually, now in the last about three years, the, the measurement of your brain and your neurons and all that stuff has gotten so good that now they know that it takes actually 63 days to really fully wire in a habit so that not only does it happen automatically, but it happens really, really fast. Um, and, and this whole thing, you, you could you could really geek out on the brain chemistry and how it puts this insulation around the nerves and and, and they start communicating faster and faster. And you, you're, you're kind of, you know, building this neuro framework, you know, for that new habit. But we are going to talk about hacking that system a little bit so that you can basically create habits at will, right? Uh, but I also want people to realize initially, you know, sometimes people say, oh, Blaine, I, I'm no good at habits. I, I can't start new habits, keep new habits. You know, I, I'm not a habit master. And then I say, now, wait a second, wait a second. Now with, with self-fluence, we, we, we teach that, that uh, everything you need is within reach. You're already doing it and you could master it. Right. And so in this area of habits, when I'm doing like a, a, you know, kind of a big workshop, I'll say, okay, raise your hand if you brush your teeth within the last 24 hours. Almost every hand goes up, right? Maybe there's one or two dentures in the room, but most of the hands go up. And then I say, okay, how many years have you had that habit? And then everybody's like decades, you know, it's like, okay, you're already a habit master at brushing your teeth. So, so we can forget about determining whether you're a habit master or not. You are a habit master. Uh, now you may want some other habits besides brushing your teeth. And that leads me to the story that uh, kind of helped me kind of discover these 21 second habit framework. <clears throat> so my wife, Beth, now, luckily this is in the past, but she used to have nearly daily migraine headaches. And so mm -hmm. Um, you know, so we went to the doctor and the doctor gave her this kind of like extensive headache log. And so she's supposed to fill it out every day, like the weather, the barometric pressure, what she had to eat, what, what she thought the triggers of her headache could be. So she'd do it for a couple of days, then she would lose it. Then she'd forget to do it. Then she'd have a migraine. I'd ask her about it. That was bad. I, I, I stopped that quickly. Uh, but one day she was brushing her teeth and I noticed that she was, you know, a habit master, and, and she does the dentist recommended two minutes of brushing in the morning and at night. And so the first key here to the 21 second habit is what I call habit linking. 
So habit linking is where you link um, the new habit to an existing habit you already do. So my wife took the headache log, put it under the toothbrush. Now she's never going to lose it again because she knows right where it is, but she filled it out four minutes a day, two minutes in the morning, two minutes at night. She filled that log. She went in from can't do it for two or three days to 90 days in a row. She filled that thing out, uh, adjusted meds. And, and, you know, today she has mm. a migraine maybe once every couple of months, you know, at, at the most. So, so that was key. Number one uh, is habit linking. If you think about it, there's lots of stuff you do sometimes like teeth brushing multiple times a day. Then there's things you do just once a, once a day. There's things you do once a week, right? So there's a, a wide range of things you can have it linked to. So I said, okay, that's a great insight. That's the you know, moment of dawning comprehension, boom, light bulb goes off. But I said, what about me? Okay, so I want to try this. And there were two habits, new habits that I wanted to create at that time. And so the first one was I wanted to um, I wanted to kind of read the Bible every day. I wanted to do something in the Bible every day. And then I also wanted to take a mind shower. Now, people like physically, they wash their bodies typically every day. Um, but how often do you kind of wash out your mind? So I wanted to do uh, a mind shower. So I used an app called Headspace. Uh, it's like a meditation app. There's another one called Calm, another free one called Insight Timer. There's a Christian one called Abide. But, but anyway, just I wanted to make sure that I was washing my mind, you know, each morning. So then I thought, okay, what could I link to? And I thought, well, let's see. I know from studying habits, I knew that first thing in the morning is the best time to exercise, to do stuff before the day comes in and, and steals the rest of your habits away. Um, yeah. And so I want to do first thing in the morning. So what I did is I said, I, I, I said, what's the first thing I do every morning? Well, the first thing I do every morning is I, I open my smartphone. Now, sometimes the alarm is going off on my iPhone, but I always open my iPhone. And so what I did is I moved all the apps off the home screen and I just put the two apps there, the Bible app and the Headspace app. And then I said to myself, so, so th that's the habit linking, right? So there's, for me to open my phone, no willpower required, happens every day. I don't have to do anything new. So I knew I could get it open, but then I had to figure out a way to make sure that I did those two apps before I touched anything else on my phone. And so what I, so the second key to the 21 second habit is that you have to do urge surfing. Okay, so urge surfing is where you surf the urge to do something and you use the energy of that urge to fuel you into doing that habits, right? So when I open my phone, even at, at the bottom, there's four apps, there's four little apps down there. One of them happens to be text messages, right? So when I wake up, there's always text messages. And man, do I want to check those text messages? My son lives in Denmark. You know, I, I've got clients. I, I, I got all different people texting me. I want to check, you know, the news, social media, bank accounts, orders that came in. I have a big desire to jump into that phone, right? And so I surf that urge, uh, you know, to do that. Now, some days, uh, you know, I prefer a 10 minute mind shower, but some days if I'm short on time, I'll just do a three minute, right? I'd rather dial down the resistance, you know, and, and make sure to, to get that thing in and, and not, not, uh, not miss a day. But that combination of habit linking and urge surfing, that's what produced for me the 1600, you know, and 90 something days in a row of, of never missing a habit. Now I like the apps because they track them, right? So if somebody ever says, Hey, you know, prove it. Yeah. Okay. Here, here it is. Um, and so, so linking habit, linking urge surfing. And the last part is leverage. So, so that's the third part of the 21 second habit and just getting some leverage 
on yourself, right? And, and so both pain and pleasure work, the carrot and the stick, right? Having a reward works. You say, look, if I keep up this new habit for a week, I'm going to do this or a month, I'm going to do that, right? So having that reward. Uh, pain also works, you know, tell a best friend, tell a spouse, hey, I'm going to start this new habit. And if I don't do it, you know, then you can make me do something, whatever it is. Uh, my wife knows that uh, I don't like to clean out the big garbage cans, you know, that go out on the end of the street. So she'll say, okay, if you don't get that done, you don't keep that habit for seven days or whatever, you know, you have to uh, clean the garbage cans. Now, if she says you have to wash the neighbor's garbage cans on the side where, you know, you don't touch their stuff, you know, then I, then I really know she wants me to get it done, uh, which has never ha happened by the way. So, I mean, if I commit to that, I'm making sure that that happens, but that leverage on yourself, you know, with, with either a reward or, or some kind of accountability, or also there's a leverage from the number of days in a row, uh, you know, it's called don't break the chain. So once you get like three or four days in a row, psychologically, you have a chain that you don't want to break, right? So you get three days, five days, 10 days in a row, it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger, right? So now I have, you know, 1600 days in a row, I'd hate to lose that. I mean, and I've lost some streaks that were five, 600 days before. But in any case, so those three things um, are, are, are the key really, uh, to the 21 second habit. So habit linking, something you're already a habit master at, uh, you know, and then being able to surf some urge. Like in my wife's case, she was surfing the urge of like the dirt dirty teeth, gritty teeth. You know, she wanted to have the, the clean teeth. There was, um, th I'll give you one last example. And that is, I had one attorney and she really wanted to do next day planning, but she wasn't doing it. And she's like, I don't have a plan. My day gets chaotic. I mean, I, I have appointments, but I never get any of my own stuff done. And so I said, okay, Anne, let's say you're going to make this plan every morning. What is the first thing you do without any willpower? She goes, well, I have a cup of coffee every single morning. I said, without, you, you don't have to remember to do that. It happens, right? So I said, look, take a pad of paper and a pen, put it by the coffee machine maker. And I want you to brew the coffee and I want you to smell the coffee, but you can't sip the coffee. You can't taste the coffee. You can't drink the coffee until you have started your plan. So now if the plan's done, she gets to have the coffee. But if it's not done, then, you know, that she surfs that urge, you know, for the coffee to get the plan done. Now, sometimes, some days the plan is just top three things out of her head, right? But she's doing it and, and she's starting to win that battle of the brain chemicals because that consistency brings confidence. And then the confidence kind of helps you to, to build bigger and better habits. So I went on a long time there. Back to Adam. <laughs> I love that so much because it's a uh, reverse engineering all the if you ever had a bad habit you had to break like I used to smoke cigarettes the hardest cigarette not to have was the morning cigarette with coffee like because it was habit linked so what we're doing is we're taking positive reinforcement the the triggers that we know we already have and just naturally linking them up it's that's brilliant yeah and and the bad habit elimination that's like a whole nother kind of beast but but yes right. you know there there are you know our frameworks for that and uh and what you've been through it you know having a a big why you know having a substitute habit for that bad habit you know and then minimizing the cues and triggers you know to that bad habit as best you can and when you fall back in we're human it happens if you fall back into it try to try to look back and figure out well what what led me to that 
you know, space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to eat too many potato chips, you know, and so, you know, I came up with, you know, substitute habit, which was macadamia nuts, which are healthier than the potato chips. You know, I had a big reason why, cause I had some health issues, um, you know, but then minimizing the, the cues and triggers for me on that was getting it out of the house. Right. So, so if I, maybe I'll potato chips like at a party or something, but if, if they're not here, right. Out of sight, out of mind, it's a little right. easier, you know, to to uh, to have some control when there's a big obstacle to you getting it. So we try to we try to dial up the resistance for the bad habits and dial yes. down the resistance for for the good habits. Fantastic. And what are some superpower habits that you've observed in working with professionals and entrepreneurs? Like what what are some of the super ha- the, the the habits we should be looking towards I mean, daily planning 100 i preach that in my membership as well and it's something that i can't live without my planner it's right next to me right now um but what are some other superpower habits we should consider yeah i i think you know next day planning is 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 one of the biggest right um you know i i think that the other thing is investing in yourself now mo- most successful people are are you know investing in themselves in some way on a daily basis, right? And that that kind of leans you back into the morning routine, which is you know there's a lot of stuff published on on that. But but you know I I have this kind of morning sacred thirty, you know, and mm-hmm. so when you first wake up, that first thirty minutes is so important to how your day you know ends up being, right? Um, so so I think that that that's a big you know that that's a big one is is to really make sure that you're getting some exercise in and you're you know, you're fueling your body in, in whatever way that is, and you're fueling your mind, you know, as 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 well. Um, I think most, you know, leaders are readers or or leaders, successful people are consuming information. I, I like Audible, you know, so I listen to a lot of books on tape versus reading, but they're feeding their mind every day, you know, so just like, uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, like the difference between you have a shower, right, and then you have a mind shower. Right. Right. So, you know, you're physically washing your body, but uh, but some in some capacity, successful people kind of wash out their mind, but then they also feed their mind. So if you, you know, most successful people have what I call, you know, kind of a daily mind meal. I usually do about 30 minutes of, of something good. Now that can be a good book. That could be a good podcast like yours. That could be time with a mentor and the mentor could be alive or not alive. They get a lot of audio recordings. Uh, my, my mentor was a gentleman named Jim Rohn. Have you, have you ever heard of Jim? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Jim Rohn, I mean that, that, uh, you know, 30 minutes of Jim Rohn and, and I'm, I'm on track and, and kind of, uh, you know, on, on fire. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I would say, I would say that, um, that's big, you know, setting your intention for the day. I have a little saying, I, I did a TEDx talk about this concept of why Taba, what you think about, you bring about. So, you, you know, controlling what you think about is is key right and and so how do you make sure that you kind of stay on track with you know so so having the thoughts of where you want to go what you want to do what you want to bring about right and then but how do you stay focused on that and and i think successful people excuse me put in routines to make sure like reading connecting with the right people having a mentor you know planning their day uh, I, I think some of those key things are are you know are there uh you know making sure that they're kind of making progress uh each and every day absolutely and i think the the big takeaway is it's less about the the what exactly like you must do this meditation or this but it's more about like finding the right fit for you as a person is it a meditation through calm is it 
listen to books on Audible? Is it, I, I do something called Workshop of the Mind, where it's like a 15 minute self-guided uh, meditation that I do every morning. I learned it from Jim Fortin. who taught me that and it's been just huge in my development, but it, it's about finding those different things. And I think it's no coincidence you find these hugely successful people and they're all doing the same things. It's kind of crazy. You're like, hey, maybe if it works for them, it can work for us too. So for the listeners out there, like take stock of your own habits. Like what is it that you're doing to prepare for your day? What is it that you're doing to give yourself momentum, to give yourself that stability and that foundation? And it's never too late to introduce something new, to start doing something new. All streaks start at one. Correct. They all start at one. And the first time is going to be the first time is not the hardest time. First time is the easiest time. But it's like around the fifth and sixth time. You're like, oh, I can let this go. But the great thing that Blaine shared was there was if he has a day where he's a little stressed for time, he might not do the full 10 minute mind shower, but settle for a two minute or a three minute. The point is we train ourselves to keep going train ourselves to make adaptations and keep those streaks alive to keep our, our our brains and our bodies geared towards what we have to do in our job and man it just makes makes work so much easier i found for sure 100% and and th those streaks are so important like psychologically brain chemical wise you know, I, I like to say win early, win often. And so, you know, I'll clients will be like, I'm going to start an exercise routine. I, I'm going to, you know, the, the research says 30 minutes a day, you know, now, now I typically do 30 minutes a day, but, but if, if they start with that, you know, then they come back the next week. All right. How did it go? You know, I did three days and they're all upset with themselves, right? Well, that's 90 minutes more than you might've had if you didn't say you were going to do that. But what I like right. to do is dial it down. And I say, look, don't miss a day even if you have to nano size the exercise routine. And, and I'm saying nano size, like turn it all the way down to you do five push-ups before you get in the shower, you know, or 10 jumping jacks or something, or just do some high knees, you know, uh, you know, some something, right? So that you can still say you had some exercise, right? So dial it way down to keep it alive. And, and that's why some of the great people will say, okay, start a meditation practice with one minute a day you know, and, and then build up from that. Right. Uh, you know, and, and if you're going to miss it, then you do 10 seconds. Okay. Everybody has 10 seconds or everybody's one minute. I mean, for me, I'm like, I, I, my smallest mind shower is a three minute one typically. Cause I, I've got three minutes. I, I could do that while I'm getting dressed or something, you know, I mean, you can start right. to find the synergies, you know, within your, uh, within your world to kind of make that happen. And do you find that accountability? And like you, you mentioned, clients will check in with you and report their results. Like how important is accountability to maintaining our habits? Yeah, most um, most people are not that self-willed, uh, you know, to, to maintain things without it. So if your accountability is only with yourself, that that's okay. It's, it's better than nothing, um, but it's, it's pretty weak. And so what I have found is that people need accountability from other people. Right. And so now, like you said, there's different flavors of accountability and it could be on a weekly basis. You know, um, I've found 
texting, daily texting back and forth has, has been the most powerful for people. Um, and they kind of drift in and out of it a little bit, but if they drift away from it, they, they'll, when they want to get results, they'll, they'll drift back into it. Um, but I think, yes, accountability with other people makes a big difference. And there are some good studies that, uh, that really do show that, that there's a, there's a, a study out of Canada where the setting goals, achieving goals, um, you, you know, uh, I don't know, like, like 45% of the goals were achieved when people wrote them down, you know, and had some accountability, but it went up above 75% when they had accountability to somebody else on a weekly basis. Um, yeah. So accountability to somebody else raised it up to like 60 something, but the, the highest percentage was weekly accountability to somebody else and typically stated, you know, where they hear their own voice, they tell someone else they're, they're, they're going to do it. Um, and there's a lot of fun ways, you know, I talked about leverage, you know, there's a, there's a great website called stick with an extra K at the end.com. Mm -hmm. And that is designed to help you stick to whatever goal you said or, or bad habit elimination or whatever. And it goes so far as you put your credit card in and you designate a referee. And if the referee person says, nope, Adam didn't do it, uh, you know, I can hit a button and then your card gets charged, whatever pre-amount you say, it could be a hundred dollars. Uh, and that hundred dollars could go to something that you really don't like. Uh, you know, so they, and they have both sides of the aisle. They have all kinds of uh, different organizations, you know, uh, and, and it's, it's even I've watched, you know, like sometimes they say people, what they do to get a t-shirt. I've watched people, what they would, the hoops they jump through to make sure that $1 didn't go to the party of the other side or this organization they really don't like, you know, and, and so um, anyway, that's a pretty, pretty powerful um, powerful site as well to use. But again, it's all tools, right? And it's how you yeah. use those tools and how much you use the tools. And so, yeah, I, I think having an accountability partner is critical to, to achieve things and especially to achieve big things or achieve things for a longer period of time. You're just, you're going to do more when someone else is watching, not just you. Oh, fantastic. I loved what you said about like goal setting and if it's written down, we get it done 45% of the time. If we're accountable, we have someone else watching us, it, it, it almost doubles. It's pretty huge. And so if you're listening to this and you're still a solopreneur, like get a VA. If nothing else, someone to hold you accountable. And what I challenge my VA to do, yes, she's in the Philippines and she's very part-time relationship. But I've given her permission to call out, me out on my BS. When I don't do something, the, oh, I didn't get time to it this week is not an excuse. And she yelled at me before, and but I empowered her to yell at me and be like, no, Adam, you told me to do this. This is part of my job. There's so many different ways we can figure this out, not only in our personal lives, but also our business lives of getting people to do that for us. And knowing that they're not yelling at you because they're mad at you, but it's all about helping each other. And I, I love and enabling people around me to to hold me to task because um we all need it and that's the important thing blaine i think that's that's really yeah. where it comes down to yeah 100 100 and having people you know it, it's in pursuit of mastery right not in pursuit of oh i caught you not doing this right thing no no it's in pursuit of mastery i i want to be better i want to get more done um you know it's it's an honest you know it's it's an honest you know hit of the stick uh, you, you know, uh, and, and so I think when, when people come at it that way, um, it, it works well. And, and we're all human too, though. So, so I think sometimes it's good to show your humanness 
uh, you know, I, I took the edge. I was presenting at an event last weekend and I made a mistake, you know, and uh, and I don't make a lot of mistakes, uh, you know, but it, it took the edge off uh, for the person running this mastermind event. And they felt like, oh, good, you know, Blaine did, did make a mistake, you know, and it just kind of took the edge off in a good way. Right. And I point out my humanness when when that happens. So I'm uh, you know, I, I, I like that. And even with habits and streaks. Right. Something's going to happen. And, and uh, if you lose the streak, now you have a chance to begin again. Now you have something to go after. Right. I, I think success boils down to you beating just one person. You got to beat this one person. And that's your yesterday self. So once you beat your yesterday self, you're better than the, the, your yesterday self. That's all that matters. Right. So it's kind of better your best and, and move forward. So, yes, you fall off the wagon. Yes. You know, it's you know, you don't keep up your exercise routine. Dial it way down. But if you miss a day for whatever reason, you know, then then start again. Right. And, and now you have something to go after. And it's, and it's your own personal re record. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I've, I've all these I have a few daily habits. But when I go on, you know, travel, either like a vacation or more work travel, you know, it's sometimes it's tricky. Like my only goal is to try to get all that stuff in, you know, yes. where I can, because sometimes meetings will start like one I have. I've ridden my Peloton bike. I actually bought it for my wife, but I've ridden it like, you know, close to 800 days in a row, even like I had COVID through COVID and all that. Um, but, you know, some of these meetings. Uh, if I'm at an event, might start at 6.30 in the morning, right? So now, you know, uh, what am I going to do? Am I going to get up and go do it or not? Yeah, And I did, you know, but now some of those rides, uh, you know, I usually minimum ride 30 minutes. I might do a 10-minute ride. If that's all I got, I'm I'm going to keep the streak alive with a 10-minute, you know, official ride. It's it's logged in mm -hmm. the Peloton app, you know. Even if you don't have a Peloton bike, you can still log it in the app as you're riding the bike. So, so anyway, right. you find a way you know, to do it and, and to keep those streaks alive. Um, but, and, and I turn it into a little bit of a game. Nice. Now I know there's someone out there thinking, well, great. These habits sound wonderful. I do not have time for this, Adam, but you also teach a very interesting idea of the 30 minute hour. So I'd love to hear more about that so we can free up our time. So you all out there in podcast land have no more excuses because we're going to buy back 30 minutes of your time. Yes. Uh, and, and this is, this is very powerful. This is what most people say. I'm overwhelmed. I don't have enough time. They're kind of arguing for their limitations. So, so when you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. So be careful, be careful <laughs> there. Um, but the 30 minute hour is very powerful and you already know how to do it. You actually already have done it. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna show you how to do it more often. Um, but I have to say that it's very powerful. So this framework is very powerful, so powerful, Adam, that I have to make sure that is used for good and not used for evil. Uh, so so let's say that you and I, let's say you and I have four 30 minute hours in a row. So basically, we've got four hours worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes, uh, I mean, just two hours. So now we have two extra hours, right? Did, did four of those in a row. So we've got two hours of guilt-free time. Uh, and so here's the question I'm going to have for you. I'll answer it first and I'll ask you, is if you had two hours of guilt-free time that you're not allowed to work, you know, what would you do? Because when we study people at the end of their life, they never say, I wish I would have worked more. I wish I put more time in the office. They only say two things. Everybody, it whittles down to these two things. And the first one is, I wish I had more memorable moments with the people I loved. 
Now, the loves people can be family, friends, could be peers, could be people they worked with, right? That That's category one. And then the second one is, I wish I had more impact with what I knew, what I learned in life. I wish I could have impacted more, more people. And it always fits into those two. But by and large, uh, if you had these two guilt-free hours, no, um, <clears throat> no work involved, what would you do? Mm-hmm. So for me, I do like the Peloton bike. I might might uh, do a ride on the Peloton. I like to go out and hike. So I might do that. I probably connect with my kids. I I, I like the family. Um, you know, uh, I do like a good old fashioned nap. Uh, so I might take that. I work from home. And then I also like to connect with friends, which I, I feel like I don't like old friends from college and stuff. I feel like I don't connect enough with them. So that, that's what I would do. What about you? Two guilt-free hours, no work. What, what are you going to do? Oh, time with the kids, time in my workshop, and more frequent dates with my wife. Okay. All right. See, that's the stuff. That is the stuff. And so what I want to do is we're going to teach you this framework right now. You're going to start to have these 30-minute hours, but I want you to bring some of those things, listeners, whatever you thought of, bring some of those things back into your life, right? Do that first, then like us type Ayers, you can use the uh, more time to to get more work stuff done. Um, All right. So there is a day of the year, there's a day of the year where the average person is three to 10 times more productive than their ordinary day. Now, now that's 3x to 10x. And we're only looking for 2x. This is going to be real easy. Uh, but right. but they're three to 10 times more productive than a normal day. Do you know what day of the year that is? Oh, I've no idea. <laughs> I've, All right. I have some guesses, but I don't know if they're any good. And, and it's not like a specific date of the year, but but and some people have this more than once. All right. So here it is. So when you think of the 30 minute hour, I want you to think of the day before vacation. Mm. Right? So think about that. The day before vacation, <clears throat> people get three to 10 times more done than their ordinary day. And so if you think back, if you put yourself back into that day before vacation, it's a little chaotic, it's a little crazy, it's a little hectic, um, but it boils down to, so what I did is I went back and I studied uh, the day before vacation, and it turns out that everything that happens that gives you more time, that allows you to get three to 10 times more stuff done, can be whittled down to three things. And I made a little acronym to make it easy, and the acronym is PDF. So you think 30-minute hour, day before vacation, PDF. Now, PDF is easy to remember because people say, hey, email me the PDF. Hey, go print out the PDF. Uh, now, in in computer geek, geekism, you know, that stands for portable document format, which is just a, a document that, that you know, you can print out from any machine. In our case, <clears throat> uh, so when you think of, you know, think of the 30-minute hour, day before vacation, PDF, it stands for plan, delegate, focus. So let me unpack each one of those so that you can see how you can begin to create the 30-minute hour. So plan. Now, uh, you know, when you get to this day before vacation, all of a sudden people start planning out their whole day. So they do that next day planning. But I mean, they're planning it out like hour by hour. Some people are minute by minute, but they, they, they have a bunch of stuff they have to do and they've got to get it done before they go on vacation. So they really plan out your day. Um, so if you will plan out your day more, you will get more done. You will have more 30 minute hours just by planning 
the day and and over planning it a little bit. Now we know life is going to crash in, your business could crash in, your boss could crash in until you do some new project or whatever. That that's okay, but you're going to start your day with with the plan because that's going to help you get get a lot more done. Typically, on the day before vacation, people wake up 30 to 60 minutes earlier than normal. So, you want a 30 minute hour, you get 30 minutes extra if you just wake up 30 minutes extra. Now, Maybe you can't do that every day, but just know that that's that can be a piece of the puzzle. I the wake up at thing, four. I can't get up earlier, brother. It's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, well, so so you're getting up at a pretty good time there, pretty good, uh, pretty early. Most people uh, are getting up three or four hours yeah. later than that. So, um, but anyway, so, old military so, habits die hard. <laughs> hey, that's good. Maybe your bed's getting made as well. Then um, yes. Uh, so so the so so they're waking up early. The other the other things on the planning side is that the day before vacation, people have like a very clear vision of what they need to get done. Uh, and they also, all of a sudden, they start using this rule that they heard about, this thing called the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle. They've heard of it, but they they the day before vacation, they actually use it. They actually say, okay, look, 80% of my results comes from 20% of what I do. So they start to focus in on that 20 because they don't have time. They have to prioritize. They're forced to prioritize and focus on the 20 and then oust the 80. The 80% of what you do that only produces 20% of the reals. They, they oust the 80 and they focus on the 20. So same thing for you. If you get up, uh, you know, if you start your day and you look at your day, and you say, okay, what, where, where are the 20 percenters? What's the most important stuff? And then what could I defer, which is kind of gets into delegation and deferring to the next day. So, so that's the planning side. So D does stand for delegate, right? And, and, and defer. And so what happens, what's interesting is on the day before vacation, people ask who before do. So they think who before do. They think who could do this before I go do this, right? So they think who before do, and they start to delegate out. And this is one of the easiest ways to get a 30 minute hour. Like my wife will say, Hey, I'm going to go out and, and, uh, you know, pick up some stuff. Uh, you know, can I run any errands for you? Well, if I delegate, you know, post office, bank, other things, business supplies, whatever, if I delegate that to her, boom, I have a, a 30 minute hour immediately. So what happens is you become much more of a delegator. So, so let that be how you start, right? So I have a little card on my wall about, about the 30 minute hour and the day before vacation and PDF. And I'm always thinking who before do, before I go do something, who else could do that, right? And so if we bring some of that in, that creates it, um, you know, as, as well. But the most powerful where I get my most 30 minute hours comes from this strange, fierce focus that you have the day before vacation, right? If you think about all the things that don't happen, there's no uh, idle chit chat. You know, you're not surfing the internet. You're not uh, being distracted by shiny objects as much. No chit chat at the water cooler. All these different things don't happen that day before vacation. Like you're, you have this fierce focus. I'm on a mission. I've got to get this stuff done. And some people will use that fierce focus just for certain time. Like they'll say, okay, I'm going to do that for the morning. And there's like, bam, 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 day before vacation mode. And the people will be like, well, where are you going on vacation? I'm not, I'm just using that mode right now. You know, uh, so, so you can take parts of your day uh, and, and do that. Um, the other interesting thing is, uh, let's see, do, are you a fan of James Bond? I am. Yes. Yeah. Love him. Okay. So do you know the very first movie came out in, in 1963? Do you know the very first James Bond movie? Very first. I feel like Dr. No is coming to mind. Yes. Right. I have not had, time. I've never had a podcast host get that right. So it is Dr. No. 
And the reason I, I brought that up is because what happens on the day before vacation, you become Dr. No. Like, so on the day before vacation, Blaine, can you do this? Can you do that? No, 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 no. Don't ask me to do anything. I got a full, I got a full boat here. I'm going on vacation. I got to get all this stuff done. You become Dr. No. And you want to do that. Uh, you know, that creates a bunch of 30 minute hours for me because my default answer is no. Now, sometimes I'll say I have to check my schedule or I'll get a little buffer time so I could think about the request. But my default answer is no. You need to become Dr. No, one, to create 30 minute hours, but also to avoid the what's worse is is what we call the 90 minute hour. That's when someone asks for an hour of your time and it takes 90 minutes, right? Or somebody asks you for 10 minutes and it takes 30, uh, you know, right. you, so, so you want to be Dr. No. So just making that and figuring out for you, what is the easiest, best way for you to say no? I always have a big goal, like a big project, you know, um, you know, that I can say, Hey, I've got this big project, so I, I can't do that right now. Or I've got this big family thing or whatever it is. I, I kind of pre-know my nose. Uh, you know, pre-no, K-N-O-W, so I can N-O, which is in the middle of no, K-N-O-W. So remember that when you know, you can know. Um, so so saying no is good. The other thing that happens with your focus is the day before vacation, people tend to stay on schedule more and to use timers. So all day long, I, I've got my schedule down. I, I, I do it in hour chunks, um, but I'm staying on schedule more so, especially because I have it mapped out, but I am using timers. And so I know that if I'm going to do internet research, I mean, I could be toast for four hours. So, you know, I'll set a timer. I'll tell Siri to set a timer for 30 minutes. Or if I'm going to check my email, 15 minutes. I'm going to go into social media. I got to make some posts. Super hard to resist all the social media stuff, all what my friends are doing, what, you know, they, they know exactly who I am. The ads pop up specifically for me, um, you know, so I've got to set a timer. Now I set the timer if it goes off and I need another 10 minutes. That's fine, but but at least it's a stopping point, right? So so mm -hmm. using timers can help you to have the 30-minute hours. And then the last part where I personally get the most 30-minute hours from personally is through tasking. So on the day before vacation, you become like this tasking guru. Uh, and there's three types of tasking, single tasking, multitasking, and batch tasking. And so single tasking, this is for me, where I get the most um, 30 minute hours. Single tasking is when you're doing some task and, and you're like the best at it, you have to do it, nobody else can do it. It's not delegatable. And you totally focus in on that task and you remove all distractions completely. So for example, I can get an, I write a lot of articles. I can get an, an hour's worth of article writing done in 30 minutes if I will go into single tasking mode. Now that means my phone goes into airplane mode or I turn it off. That's even better. Uh, you know, my computer screen, it's just the one screen I'm typing in and that's it. I have a piece of scrap paper for when the monkey mind tries to attack me and says, wait a second, uh, you know, you're going to want to talk about this on Adam's podcast. I quickly write that down less than three seconds and I, and I put it aside and I get right back to what I'm doing. Over time, you can quiet the monkey mind down. But, but anyway, I'm totally focused on that. Some people turn off their Wi-Fi. That's because they really want to be focused in, uh, you know, on that. Or they'll go to some other location where they can really zone in and concentrate. Or they have a certain place in their in their office that they can go and, and, and be really quiet. But that single-minded focusness, you know, and you really cut out all the distractions. Because if you'll notice when you work, you're going to see that you're checking your, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, this, I'm that. You know, checking your thing. Oh, let me, I just got to send them a text real quick. There are so many distractions that's what's destroying kind of your productivity. So going into that single tasking mode 
mm. is, is where I get my most uh, 30 minute hours. Uh, the second one, multitasking, sometimes gets a bad rap, but it's where you can do two things at the same time without sacrificing the quality of either one. Right. So I can't do a quality podcast interview and check my email at the same time. Uh, right. But, you know, can I can I work on something while I ride my Peloton? Yes. I have a little insert turns the Peloton bike into it. It turns it into a desk. You now, sometimes there's sweat dripping on whatever I'm working on. But I can I can do those two things, you know, um, of high with high quality, both of them. Can I talk hands free on my phone while I'm driving? Yes. So a lot of times I will. I will batch, which is the last one. I'll batch together all my phone calls for when I'm going to be out driving, um, you know, because mm. I can do those two things at the same time. I love my family time, but I loved exercise. So, you know, kind of taught the family to play tennis. So if we all go out and play tennis for 30 minutes, that's really, I got 30 minutes of tennis and 30 minutes of family time. That was like an hour's worth of stuff in 30 minutes. So looking for those synergies, my wife will ask me to do something, put in the earbuds and get to work, you know, um, but because if I'm using my hands, my mind's free. So looking for those things mm -hmm. where you can do two things without sacrificing the quality of either one. And then the last part is batch tasking. And that you naturally do on the day before vacation, you batch things together, like running errands. You're not going to go out, let's say I have three errands. You're not going to go out, come back. Well, you're going to go out, run all the errands, you batch them together. Well, that works on the day before vacation for people. They batch their phone calls they have to make. They batch the work on the computer. They batch meetings. And they'll even, the smart ones will even batch their interruptions. And what I mean by that is like, mm. you go into work at eight o'clock and you say, look, I'm going to be in this thing that I heard about from this guy, Blaine. I'm going to be in single tasking mode from nine to 11. But when I emerge at 11, uh, let's, let's do 20 minutes of any questions you had for me during that period, anything you need my input on, whatever it is. So you kind of almost have like a little office hours there, but you batched all those interruptions into that 20 minutes and gave you the chance to kind of, you know, z z single focus in on what you need to get done. My wife and I, we used to text each other all day long and interrupt each other Flow, you know, train of thought and all that. And then we realized, wait a second, on the iPhone, you can have a shared note. So we have a shared note, which we put stuff mm -hmm. in. And then when we're having dinner or whatever, you know, we'll go to the note and look and see what's in there. But we both can type into it. We see what each other types. And then we started a bunch of shared notes, uh, restaurants we want to eat at, you know, uh, you know, things to do for the holidays, you know, anyway, that's, uh, that really kind of put those interruptions. We're not getting notifications of that stuff. Right. right. So again, batching the interruptions. So the other, the, the, the overriding thing that happens on the day before vacation is that you release your inner perfectionist, right? You release your inner perfectionist and done is better than perfect, right? And you let yeah. things, they're not a hundred percent, but that's okay. Cause you, you got it. They got to get done, right? They got to get done. So release that inner perfectionist. So when you think 30 minute hour, think day before vacation, PDF plan, delegate focus, and you can start having those hours immediately. Well, I know what I'm doing this afternoon, Blaine. <laughs> so, single focus time. Single focus time. Actually, I have a little trick I use um, where if I have to do like that heavy writing bit, like you do for articles, yeah, I'll switch to my iPad and get oh. away from my desk. I even have this little, I have this little other table over here on the side. So I'd like even shrink down the size of my screen. So that total focus. Focus in. I love that. And, and there's a lot of little things, tricks you learn over, over time, you know, like, what do you, 
Like what, what, what are the sounds of productivity for you? Right. So some people, it can be classical music or some people could be rock music, but, but, you know, you start to dial in and help your brain to get ready, you know, for that, for that work. Um, mm. You know, there's a, there's an app that I use called Endel, which is personal soundscapes. So they have created uh, these soundscapes, basically kind of like music, uh, but but for different things. One is for focus. You can have one for exercise and all this. But it takes a lot of inputs, like time of day, uh, your your heartbeat. You know, you you have to give it access to that information. Um, you know, I do through an Apple Watch. But but anyway, it takes all these different things and creates this personal um, kind of soundscape for you. And I noticed that it works for me. And that when I hear that, I get more, I get focused and my willpower to stay focused increased with that. So I don't know, that was another, just a little tip, but, but yeah, all those things like you going to the iPad, going to a certain location or getting where people can't reach you as easily, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. That's those, those routines are, are golden to also put you in that state and drop you into the state deeper and faster and quicker. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this episode at least two more times to pull all <laughs> the knowledge out of this because Blaine, you've just been, it's so much value. This has been tremendous and we all have a lot of work to do, but that's, the, I think my my biggest takeaway from all this is we're never done building ourselves. We're never done optimizing ourselves. And these are just some great tricks that you can start using all of these immediately. There's no super secret method that you have to do first it's all we can start doing these things right away we can continue creating that better person because like blaine said we're just trying to be better than the person yesterday and just that continuous development and that kind of reminds me of uh, matthew mcconaughey that he had that famous oscar speech of his hero is always him 10 years from now and so we're constantly chasing that hero that's right in front of us these are all great tools that are going to help you get there and it's been tremendous, Blaine. I, I do want to be respectful of your time. We're coming up on the hour, but um, is there any place where uh, the, the listeners can learn more about you and continue their own uh, personal journey? Uh, yeah, Adam, uh, thanks for that. Yeah, well, the easiest thing is probably just to um, get a copy of my my TEDx talk. So you can just go to BlaineTEDx.com. So B-L-A-I-N-E-T-E-D-X.com. There you can kind of opt in um, to get kind of a transcript and, and you can see my, my TEDx talk. And in there, I talk about this concept of a white table, what you think about, you bring about, but but showing you a way to kind of program your subconscious mind, you know, a hundred times a day, no effort on your part. Uh, so, so that's kind of fun. And then we'll be connected. So you have my email address, you get to know me through some emails. And if I can help you in any way, I would, uh, would love to do it. Fantastic. Well, I'll have that link here below the show notes, guys. So go ahead and, and link over to that TEDx talk. Now I know what I'm doing in my next power hour when I'm well, I have a couple of interviews coming up yet, but uh, I will get to it this afternoon. I promise you that, Blaine. So this has been absolutely tremendous. And I thank you so much for for your time and all this amazing knowledge. It's, it's going to definitely make a big difference for me. So I'm, I'm really appreciative. Well, well, thank you so much. And I'll leave the listeners with this. The bad news. The bad news is that time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So pilot well, my friends, pilot well. Hey, before you bounce out of here, I have a free strategy session available exclusively for my podcast audience. In this 30-minute phone call, we'll unveil the immediate steps you can take to operationalize your business and put you back in the driver's seat. Just go to www.adamliette.com and click start here.